0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 83 Rainy Days. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Tom. Hey, Pete, how are you doing? We're two guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. we keep getting closer and closer to this next Disney trip, and I keep getting more and more excited.
1: And we also keep getting further and further from Matt being on the podcast. I mean, this is two weeks in a row now.
0: Yeah. Hopefully he'll join us for the next one.
1: Who knows where he's at? He told me uh, that he obviously could not make this one and said, please don't make fun of me for not making the podcast. But here we are. We're making fun of him for not making the podcast.
0: I, I think he tripped and he hurt his knee. I think that's the reason for him not being on here.
1: That's what we're going to say. Um, and hopefully next week he will be back uh, because we need the return of Matt. The fans want it. I mean, our, our listeners, our very loyal listeners who support us enjoy Matt's perspective.
0: Fans are calling on him to hit a, hit a three with two seconds left to, uh, to to advance us into the finals. So tonight, I, I think this is a really appropriate topic. We're getting into the season in Orlando where it's either hot or it's raining. So we're going to talk about we talked about beating the heat a couple of weeks ago this episode we're going to talk about what do you do when it rains now orlando's a little unique in that when it rains i mean it's going to rain in orlando like i think that's a foregone conclusion but when it rains it doesn't rain a whole lot typically
1: yeah i mean i, I think especially in the summer months as we approach you know into may june july august even september for, for that you're going to get at least one rain shower a day. That that happens at Disney World. Just expect it. Don't get mad about it. Don't let it ruin your day. But I think I think this would be for more than like a 20-minute rain shower. We're discussing things that you do, you know, if there's like an hour rain shower at Disney World. Because it will blow over. I mean, very rarely will you have rain all day that the park's open.
0: Correct. Correct. So, yeah, this is... In the rare case that you do get a serious storm, you know, you get a couple hours of storms, you get an hour of storms, whatever. We're going to talk about what you do if, when that happens. So before we get into that, let's, uh, Tom, what news do we have this week?
1: So diving right into the news for this week, uh, going to start Animal Kingdom. Rivers of Light is now uh, performing their We Are One show nightly at Disney's Animal Kingdom. You all know my opinion of Rivers of Light. I don't think it's a very good show. However, I have watched the... New rendition of it, and it has improved. I think Rivers of Light, the biggest thing that needs to happen there is the incorporation of Disney in, into the show. And they certainly do that. I'll say, beginning of the show, really good uh, with the projections on the fountain, on the, I guess, sprayers, fountains. Definitely a heavy dose of Lion King music, Lion King projections, other Disney movie projections with other fun Disney music incorporated in it. Middle of the show gets kind of meh to me and then the end of the show ends well so you'll hear you'll hear music from lion king tarzan moana and that's what they're trying to i guess help us connect i mean disney's known for having a story and this is what they're lacking in my opinion with rivers of light but you know i as i talked to pete over the, the the weekend i said listen i may have to swallow my pride and admit that i was wrong because this this show definitely is better than the initial one and if they keep Tinkering and moving in this direction, I think it could be a really successful show. Moving over to, uh, and and we're going to go just kind of sporadically, moving over to Typhoon Lagoon, uh, Forky to be available for meet and greets at uh, H2O Glow Night. So Forky is in the Toy Story 4 film, and it's an all new character for the film franchise. Looks like they're going all in on on Forky. He will be doing character meet and greets at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. And I'll tell you, I've, I've heard pretty good reviews on the Glow Nights. The H2O Glow Nights. I've actually been at Disney World and one was going on, and bumped into a ton of people that were going and they had been before and absolutely loved it. But water parks just aren't for me. But if you are looking to spend an evening at a water park, it's kind of cool to go at night with all the you know the meet and greets and the special event stuff that's there. Uh, it is an add on, hard ticketed event. Something you should look into. Um, more news on the mobile ordering front. Looks like it's going to come to some select Disney hotels which is exciting. You know that we're big fans of mobile order food service at Disney World. We use it ourselves. We think it cuts down, one, on the lines, and two, it helps you get in and out if that's the route you want to go. I believe it'll be at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge at the Mara Contempo Cafe at the Contemporary, and everything's pop shopping and dining at Disney's Pop Century. They will... Join like Spygrass Grills is one of them at Disney's Caribbean Beach. Uh, there's about 20 quick service locations now on mobile ordering. And I think Centertown Market also has mobile ordering at, at Disney's uh, Caribbean Beach Resort. I would assume this will continue. The trend has been really positive, And Disney's continuing to try and make the user experience with the, you know, utilizing your phone as kind of your main ticket to get around and operate at Disney World. Another general news item, discounted Summer One World tickets are now available for purchase. Disney is offering to all guests, not just Florida residents, the opportunity to purchase a special Summer One World ticket. It includes a single day's admission to Walt Disney World Resorts, four theme parks, and two water parks for a total of six admissions for only $74 per admission, a total price of $444. The tickets will be available to purchase from June 4th through August 23rd and then can be used between June 4th and August 28th. This is an awesome deal. Wish that, you know, if if I had some time to go down and didn't have the annual pass, this would be something that, that I would definitely look to do. I think anytime Disney can offer these packages, you should take advantage of them. And what you're seeing here with those dates is that Disney is trying to increase the amount of people in the park leading up to Galaxy's Edge opening at Walt Disney World. Pete and I have discussed numerous times on the podcast for our trip in June. We've noticed there's been plenty of dining reservations available, which leads us to believe the parks will be less crowded than they historically are during this time of the year. So our theory is that people are holding out on going to Disney World until Galaxy's Edge opens. Um, let's see, any, any other news out there? I mean, I, obviously, by the time this releases, we'll be just three days away from Galaxy's Edge opening at Disneyland. Again, a lot of sneak peeks and, and folks have had previews. The land has wild people. The detail that, that has been seen at Disneyland is like nothing we've ever seen in a park. And I think Smuggler's Run, for the most part, has received positive reviews. I did see a, a, a video clip of it online. And some people kind of pooed it and, and referenced that it's going to be like Star Tours. I... Yes, it is a flight simulator. You're not actually lifting up and going into space, but I don't think it's going to be Star Tours. I, th- I think you got to think more, you know, if you've had an opportunity to do Flight of Passage, if you've had an opportunity to do Soarin', think more in that realm with mission space kind of mixed in. You know, I think mission space gives you the interactive experience, and the neat thing here is that you're going to have a different experience every time. So we'll keep you posted. We will certainly cover that on our next podcast because we'll there will be a ton of content that comes out over the weekend. While we personally will not be at Disneyland, we will be scouring online uh, in videos and trying to get in touch with folks that we know that are going uh, to get kind of a firsthand view. And A couple more notes on Galaxy's Edge. They did release some more information on... The amount that the custom lightsabers and droids will cost is 100 for a droid and 200 for a lightsaber. So what that is, you're going in and making from scratch your hand-built lightsaber or your hand-built droid. I told Pete, Galaxy's Edge is going to be wild with kids with run, you know, driving their droids around and swinging their lightsabers around. So be cognizant of that if you were going to go over to Disneyland. Uh, I know this will be reservation-based at least at some point and. that that, that does not guarantee you're going to be able to get in and do it. But this is going to be massively popular. And as long as you're persistent, I think you'll be able to get in. I mean, if if you have the money to spend $200 on a lightsaber, Disney certainly is going to find a way to maximize their sales there. I have watched videos of the lightsabers themselves. They are very, very cool. If I was a young kid, 100% would be on my most wanted gifts list. Uh, I can't say that I'm going to buy one uh, at my age now but I do think they are fantastically made, very very realistic looking and something that, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan in any capacity would not would would not talk ill about you spending 200 on this, right? Not something I would purchase, but that I don't think it's not worth it. I just I don't think I'm as big of a Star Wars fan as some others uh, to where I would be willing to drop $200 for a lightsaber or 100 for a droid. Uh, but that is it, that's all I had for the news this week. Um, let's, uh, let's go ahead and dive into the main topic.
0: All right. Well, let's go ahead and move into our main topic. Before we do that, let's pause for just a minute to uh, hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers.
2: So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. Then choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today.
0: All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, get uh, get rolling on our main topic here, Disney in the Rain. We were going through preparing for this episode. There's a lot that you can do at Disney World in the Rain.
1: Yeah, so I think we kind of alluded to this during our rundown there pre, uh, pre-news pre that there's going to be a rain shower in Central Florida during your trip. And what we were alluding to is continue with your regular plans. For the most part, these showers are, are short-lasting. I mean, they are... 25-minute, pretty aggressive rain shower, maybe a thunderstorm, but continue with your regular plan. And in light of that, we've kind of broken down attractions that you should be able to ride by park during a rain shower.
0: Before we get into that, I want to I make one point, and I think this is the most important point of this episode. Don't go to the gift shop and buy the, the $25 poncho from Disney. Look, you can literally order a set of 10 ponchos on Amazon for like a dollar. They fit into your pocket. You can you can, you can can put these things in your back pocket. If you have a backpack, a fanny pack, whatever, you can throw three or four of them into the fanny pack. Do this before you go to Disney World. You know it's going to rain. It's not worth it to spend the $20 or $25 or whatever ridiculous price that Disney's charging now for ponchos. Order them beforehand. Keep them on you at all times. And if it doesn't rain, you can wear them on Cali River Rapids. You can wear them on Splash Mountain. I mean... We wore them on Cali River Rapids.
1: Yeah, I think this is a good point to bring up. And you say we, I did not. I, I chose to brave the elements. But uh, Pete brings up a really good point. He, brought, he bought like a 25 pack for like 10 to 25 cent per poncho. And yes, they were not high quality ponchos that you would reuse. But the best part was Pete said, here you go, guys. We're going on Cali River Rapids. I don't care if you throw this away the second we walk off. But it did, it did what it needed to do. And they are not the most glamorous. They do not have a Mickey Mouse or a Sorcerer Mickey on the middle of them. But the purpose is to try and stay dry. And you, I mean, if you're going to Disney, I'm assuming you can afford to throw away a 25-cent poncho or a 10-cent poncho if you get the 10-pack that Pete's referring to. So I agree. That is numero uno as attacking Disney in the rain, you know, for rainy days at Disney World. Bring, bring the cheap ponchos. There are There's a lot of Disney merch you can buy. And 25 bucks... You can spend on a shirt. You can spend on a lot of pens. Um, you can spend on a toothpick holder. If the Disney fans listening know what I'm talking about, there, um, I'm, I'm right there with you, Pete. But as I alluded to, continue with your regular plans. We're I'm gonna we're gonna dive into each park very briefly and name attractions you can do when it rains. No matter what, they will be open as long as there's no lightning. Lightning changes the game a touch. Uh, And I will kind of call those out as we get to them. But number one, if it's just a rainstorm, Splash Mountain, great time to ride that because you're going to get wet. And as long as there's no lightning, this is one of those that would be dependent on the lightning and thunder in the area. Splash Mountain is one that if it's just a casual rainstorm that I would encourage you to hop on. Yeah, I mean,
0: 95% of this ride is indoors, so not going to have an issue here. Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor is another one. For the most part, you're going to be indoors waiting and, and during the ride, you're going to be indoors. Uh, Space Mountain, provided that it's not a 150 minute wait, which it, it's typically not. You're indoors the whole time. Hall of Presidents, all indoors.
1: You want to talk about, there are so many better things to do. I'd rather sit in the rain than go to Hall of Presidents, to be honest. <laughs> but a, a, a an attraction that I do love, Carousel Progress. Another one, it's the, the queue is outside and that's something I think we need to 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 hit, I mean, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor queues inside. Splash Mountain, some of it's outside, some of it's inside. Space Mountain, as Pete alluded to, uh, just mentioned, is totally inside. And Hall of Presence, the same deal. But Carousel Progress, you would wait outside for at least six to ten minutes, depending on where the rotation is on the attraction. Uh, Another one that's actually outdoor waiting, but it's covered is Haunted Mansion. And once you pretty much get into the queue, you're good. You're going to avoid the rain. Pirates of the Caribbean is another one that you will be able to avoid the rain on in Magic Kingdom. Uh, going to Fantasyland, you have Peter Pan, you have po- Winnie the Pooh. Uh, in Tomorrowland, you have Buzz Lightyear, as well as the the People Mover, the TTA.
0: Yeah, which is which is all... I mean, you may be outside during the queue, but the entire ride is is undercover. You know, another ride that, since Matt's not here, I'll mention it, is Mickey's PhilharMagic. It is all indoors. You've also got It's a Small World, which the queue and the ride are all indoors. Under the Sea, Little Mermaid, pretty good ride to ride when it's raining because it's it's all indoors.
1: And here's what I'll say about that one. While I agree, great ride to ride when it's raining. It's going to suck if you're already soaked from the rain because the air condition is ridiculous in there. You're going to be freezing waiting to ride that attraction. You know, the 37 that's, seconds you have to wait. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Mad Tea Party is one we have on here. And I... I'm pretty confident that they run this no matter what. Pete and I had a discussion prior to the episode that maybe if there's lightning, they could stop this. But they, but again, for a standard rainstorm, you should be able to hop on this. One that Pete forced to add is, is the Country Bear Jamboree. Again, and, and I'd rather. The
0: tiki, and the tiki, 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 tiki room.
1: I don't know if I'd rather watch Rivers of Light or the Country Bear Jamboree. I'd probably just go to the little rifle range and go shoot the guns because I, this is such a terrible attraction at Disney World that I don't know why you would sit through it. And last but not least, Jungle Cruise. Yeah, I mean, you don't think about this as an out, as
0: an indoor attraction, but if you really think about it, the queue's all indoors and the boats are covered. So unless it's raining sideways, I with, think you're fine.
1: With lightning, lightning would lightning would stop this attraction. Correct. Because of course you're in a metal boat with water. But moving to Epcot, uh, the Magic Kingdom I think is far and beyond the best part to be in because it it's slim pickings as we move to other parks. So let's hopping over to Epcot. You know the obvious: Soarin', Mission Space, and Frozen are all three attractions that are indoors for the most part. The queue would be indoors, definitely on Soarin', definitely on Mission Space. Should be on Frozen. I mean, in very rare cases, you'll be outside. Those but
0: Spaceship would, spaceship Earth is, I mean, the queue would be kind of rubbish, but it's mostly covered.
1: But the way that the drainage system works, it will not roll all the way under Spaceship Earth. It, it'll fall off the side, so you don't have to worry about That's it. That's true. The That's land true. in general, which is where Mission Space, or I'm sorry, which is where Sorn is is situated, is it an area you can eat. <laughs> and if you're not doing Mission Space, you can kind of float around. The seas with Nemo and friends. While you're going to an aquarium, you will not be wet uh, unless you decide to scuba dive there. So, another place you can go. And last but not least, one of our favorite places in Epcot. One of
0: your one of your favorite places. At Epcot. Journey
1: into Imagination, Figment. That is an indoor queue. There will be no line, and it is about a 27 second ride, which you could probably get out of line or get get off the ride and hop right back in line and ride again if you'd like.
0: And going over to Animal Kingdom, you've got. Really, both the rides in, in Pandora, although depending on how long the queues are, you're probably going to be outside for a substantial portion of the queues. But Navi River Journey and Flight of Passage are both mostly indoors, so the rain shouldn't affect you that much. Dinosaur is a good ride to to go on once you get into the Dino Institute, which you should if the, if the line is not too long. That's all indoors. You've also got Festival of the Lion King and... Finding Nemo, the musical, that, that are both, the cues are, the cue for Finding Nemo I know is outside. Lion King?
1: I think it's outside, but I- I think it's outside, yeah, too. Yeah, I think it's outside.
0: And then, of course, you've got A Bug's Life, It's so Tough the, to Be a
1: Bug. And the majority you, of The Bug's Life, or, or Tough to Be a Bug, rather, is it's going to be outside. I mean, you're going to walk that long path to get under the Tree of Life, but you should be able to get under the Tree of Life. So if you have an umbrella or you have a poncho- it's a good fifteen minute waster. I mean, again, we're we're trying to find ways to avoid the rain, and, and as we move to Hollywood Studios, it, it probably becomes even <laughs> slimmer of a chance. You have the Little Mermaid show, you have Frozen, the uh, show there. You have Tower of Terror, Star Toy Star Tours, Toy Story Mania.
0: Although the queue there is mostly outdoors, depending Tours, on how long, depending on how long the you line, you
1: should is. be able to make it into Star Tours before the queue is totally outdoors. I mean, it, it's same thing with. With Toy Story Mania, there could be an outdoor queue, but you should be able to make it inside. And Rock and Roller Coaster, it is an outdoor queue, but it is covered. So unless it it's covered. literally raining sideways from Tower of Terror over, you, you should be okay there. All right.
0: So so those are the attractions. I mean, if if you're if you're at the theme parks and you're not doing attractions, you've also got the the standard go to that everybody does when it rains. They go to the shops or they go to sit in a restaurant. I mean that's pretty standard. I mean the last time that Matt and I were at Epcot and it started pouring, we were we were actually at the Rosen Crown. We hung out at the Rosen Crown along with three thousand of our closest friends. It seemed like we were there for about an hour. We got a couple of drinks. The restaurant was packed. You couldn't get to the bar. But I mean that's that's pretty much the standard thing to do when it's raining is, is to go to one of the restaurants, go to a bar, go to the uh, go to one of the shops at the at the theme parks. But what else can you do if it's raining?
1: So another thing that I've enjoyed doing more, I guess, recently is exploring the resorts, whether it's your resort or another Disney resort. As I alluded to in the last episode, I spend quite a bit of time, you know, through the deluxe resorts at Disney because I don't typically stay at those. Uh, so it offers, you know, the opportunity to go see them. And most resorts have a hidden Mickey challenge that you can do where, where there are hidden Mickeys within in the inside of the resort and you can look around for those. You just go to the front desk and say, hey, I'm here. I'd love to do the Hidden Mickey Challenge. They'll give you a clue sheet, and you can try and find the ones you would like to try and find. If it's a holiday, uh, specifically Christmas, there's a ton you can do. I mean, you can stay totally dry riding the monorail, going to Polynesian, Grand Floridian, and Contemporary. Uh, once you once you get on the monorail from Magic Kingdom or Epcot, for that matter. So those are those are other things you can do. Uh, as far as the resorts are concerned you can go dine you can you can try and grab some sort of a reservation at these resorts as well Or
0: you can do my favorite thing go to the polynesian and sit at trader
1: sam's absolutely i mean we always talk about the disney bubble and that keeps you in the disney bubble i mean you go to resort and 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 if you're of age you sit back and have a drink and just kind of watch the rain go i mean it, it will trust me it will blow over very quickly It will not be an all-day event,
0: and I I think we need to kind of establish that when we talk, when we're talking about this episode, like we're specifically talking about things that you can do still in that Disney bubble. I mean, you could you could go do other things in Orlando certainly, but we're assuming that you're staying in that Disney bubble.
1: I think that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, I, I when we go to Disney, we don't leave, right? So we're in Disney World no matter what it is, and we're trying to find things you can do there. So exploring the resort, whether that's Walking around, sitting at a bar, doing the restaurant, talking to cat. I mean, talk to cast members. I mean, those people are so knowledgeable about everything at Disney that you can spend, and, they, and they'll take the time to talk to you. I mean, that's that's kind of their job. Customer service is number one, uh, so that's another good thing you can do. Okay,
0: well, Tom, I know this one's near and dear to your heart. You can go take a nap.
1: Yes, if, and I've, <laughs> I've done
0: it. it, it look, I'm I, I'm not anti this because depending on when, when the this rainstorm comes or when the rain shower hits, like, you know, if it's that, you hit that afternoon slog between like two o'clock and five o'clock. And, and yeah, sometimes it's tough. So if you get a rainstorm, it, it may not be a bad thing to go, go back to your hotel room, take a nap, you know, get out of the rain, av- avoid everybody trying to fight the, uh, fight the rain and, and just go take a nap. This is particularly a good idea if you've got, evening you know something planned for the evening if you've got a dinner planned if you've got an after hours event planned if you've got a not so scary halloween party if you've got a very merry christmas something like that planned for the evening why not go back and and take an hour hour and a half nap and and you know recharge the batteries get ready for it because there's nothing to me that says misery like being soaking wet at a disney park at five o'clock trying to plan for dinner
1: yeah, I think the nap idea is a fantastic plan because it wet shoes, wet socks is not fun. And your resort is nice. There are other things to do at your resort, as I just mentioned with, with exploring your resort. But taking a nap definitely recharges the batteries, especially if you have a longer trip. I mean, four, five, six days at least. There's nothing wrong with going to get out of the park because the places that you would likely go during a rainstorm, everyone else is going to, you know. People aren't going to stay in the middle of Main Street when it's pouring rain. They're going to go in the shops just like you would, or they're going to go in the restaurants just like you would. So taking a nap is, is a good idea. Another one, specifically if you have children, is plan to go see a water park because as long as there's no lightning, that's the critical thing. As long as there's no lightning, those slides are going to run and you're already soaking wet. What does it matter? You know, there are umbrellas and there are air, there are cabanas. There are areas you can stay that kind of keep you dry. But even if it's a 30-minute delay where, oh, you can't go into the water this second, it as we mentioned earlier, there are usually quick storms at Disney World. And the day will clear up and you will have a fantastic time going through the water park. And spe- If it's calling for rain on and off all day, go to, I'm serious, go to a water park. Parents may be out there. I, I
0: think that's a really good point is that, okay, yeah, it may be raining now at Disney World, but it's only going to last an hour. And- if you go to a water park, yeah, you're you're soaking wet anyway. Who cares if it's if it's raining? The park's going to be open. The slides are going to be running. It's not going to be that big of a deal unless there's lightning and thunder, in which case they will shut it down.
1: But even even there, though, I mean, if if you're if you're on your Disney vacation, again, a longer trip. If it's a two day trip, do not do this. But if it's a you know four or five six day trip, if there's a day the weather just looks terrible plan to go to the water park, and you're going to think I'm crazy, and I understand the danger of being around water when there's lightning, but Disney will make sure you're not in, in a threatening position, right? If it's going to be raining on and off all day, go to a water park, because Disney will take you out of the water when necessary. They'll put you in an area that's safe, and they'll allow you to go back in the water when it's safe as well. And if you're, you'd are you rather do that than go to a park and have to go in and out of shops all day to avoid the rain.
0: Plus, the I mean, the water parks are going to be deserted if it rains, because... I mean, nobody else thinks, oh, Storm, let's go to the water parks. I totally agree. I, again, I'm not a huge water park fan, but this sounds like a pretty good idea to me. Now, we've already kind of hit this up, and I, Tom, you talked about this, but hop on the monorail, take a monorail tour. There are three fantastic resorts on the monorail loop. You've got Polynesian, you've got Grand Floridian, you've got Contemporary. All of them have unique restaurants, all of them have unique shops, all of them have unique bars. Go take a ride on the monorail, especially if you're at Epcot or if you're at Magic Kingdom. You're already right there. Why not?
1: Yeah, I think the monorail in general is something that's overlooked. I mean, my wife talks about when she was a child, that was an attraction for her riding the monorail. And at that point in time, you could ask to sit in the front. They don't do that anymore at Disney World. But the point behind that is the monorail is fun for kids. It's fun for adults. I mean, it's fun for adults. I still have a really good time on the monorail. It's It's different. It's unique. It's all Disney. I mean, it's... Very Disney-themed. At one point, I had the safety announcement memorized. Yeah, I mean, as an adult, I mean, you, you're, you're right. You go to those bars. You go to the restaurants. You go to the snack areas. You go to the the very nice deluxe resorts. And Disney's not going to kick you out if you're staying at the All-Star and you want to go hang out at Polynesian all day. I mean, that, that's kind of part of your park ticket. So the monorail, as I alluded to earlier, is a really good, really, really good time waster. And it keeps you right there by the parks, whether you're going to Epcot or you're going to Magic Kingdom. I mean, the second you feel like things are clearing up, hop right back on there and go back into the park. So uh, now I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in on this idea. I'm also all in on a spa day, not for myself, but for your significant other, whether that's your wife or husband, uh, because I know that we all have people who don't love Disney like we do, the people listening to this podcast and, and Pete and I and, and Matt talking on this podcast.
0: I, I was going to say, I, I didn't think the spa was
1: quite your uh, quite no, your speed. even on my honeymoon, I, I don't think I really enjoyed the uh, couple's massage we got. But um, it's something you can do that gets you out of the weather. It's relaxing because we all know Disney is a vacation, but it's a working vacation. It's not one, you know, like going to a sandals resort where you sit on a beach all day. I mean it it's a vacation that you are working you are walking you are spending a lot of time on the on the hot cement and a spa day is good for everybody you know if you have kids I can understand where this becomes a little problematic but if you're there without kids or maybe 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 you're a husband listening to this or or a wife and you want you put your significant other in a spa and you watch children for the day I mean it's it's well worth it Disney World is not going to have a for lack of a better word, a slack spa treatment. I mean, you're going to pay good money and you're going to get good service. This is something you can 100% do during a writing day. It,
0: it it is, and if you do have kids with you and you want to get the kids, kids involved, you know, book something at Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique.
1: Yeah, or the or the or the uh, little Pirates Lounge or Pirates League they have. I mean that that's another thing. I mean that's indoors. The the pictures are going to be priceless. I mean, I, I have a coworker, uh, a teammate that took their their 4-year-old daughter to Disney and she did the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and it was I mean I think the mom was more excited than the child when you look at the pictures I mean her her daughter was dolled up and she looked like a little princess and it was like it's one of those things you're never going to forget right so
0: so what else I I feel like we've neglected Disney Springs here we haven't we haven't talked about Disney Springs at all
1: That's a good point I mean you look at at least, so when I, I'll i give you some history here. When I was a, a kid, I mean, my mom would take us to, if it was a terribly rainy day, and as I've mentioned, we, we went to Disney for, you know, seven, sometimes ten days. We were very, very fortunate. Disney Springs was kind of built in as a day, downtown Disney at that time, and Disney Quest is what we did. And again, it's it, it was an add-on charge, like $35 a kid, but it was totally indoors. It was seven floors of, of games, and my mom could keep an eye on us, and it kind of... Got our energy out, right? We got to run around and do and have a blast.
0: I remember Disney Quest, and I, I Disney Quest was a great thing to do when it was raining. I mean, I, I remember doing it when it was raining. And, and yeah, you're right. I mean, you could go in there. They had enough to do there that you, you really could. You could waste a couple of hours in there, and you're, you know, you didn't have to have parents with you. I mean, you could do everything on your own. How, but it was, I mean, it was a couple of floors of just,
1: yeah, 7, I mean it was, seven was it was it that many? Gosh. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I mean, with the NBA experience coming, I cannot promise it's going to be as fulfilling as Disney Quest was for children. But I would assume Disney knew what they had in that, and they're still charging about the same price. So we're going to assume and think positively that Disney is replacing Disney Quest with another kid-friendly, you know, day day in the park, right? Disney Springs we we've said Disney Springs is a attraction or an area you cannot miss. I mean, we we almost treat it like a fifth park. Well, I,
0: I would hope so because Disney Springs was, was such a great place to go in the rain. I, I would hope the NBA experience is I- anywhere near that. But you know what we what we haven't talked about at Disney Springs is is the void. You know, if if you're looking to kill an hour, because again, rainstorms not going to last a real long time. But if you, but if you've got an hour, hour and a half to kill, I think the Void is a is a great place to do it at Disney Springs.
1: And and let me say this, again, this is an assumption by me. But if you're going to go to Disney World, and you have you know one, two, even three kids to spend sixty bucks for two hours and letting them do both sides of the VR experience at the Void, that's probably worth it, right, Pete? I mean, you have a, you have a daughter. Would you spend? In another on the way, right? I mean, would you spend that kind of money for them to be entertained for a couple hours at Disney World?
0: I think that the the price that we paid for the void was, was very fair. You know, for the for the experience that we got for the for the length of time that it lasted, I think it was a very fair price. Now, you may run into a situation if you do try to go to the void where they don't have tickets available. But like the experiences start every fifteen minutes,
1: I think. Yeah, they, they kind of stagger you and they and what what Pete and we've mentioned it on a previous podcast, but I, I'll go back to it. I mean, you start your experience not in the VR, right? I mean, you start with the, kind of the planning, and then you get 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 all suit geared up, and then you wait another line, and then you get more gear, and then then you go for about twenty minutes, and then you get picture opportunities, all that kind of stuff at the end. But it's an hour experience. Yeah,
0: I think it's a fair price. It's it was what twenty twenty bucks a person.
1: Twenty five bucks, I think. Twenty nine bucks after tax, maybe something per person and if you're trying to kill kill time with you know if you if you're two adults going go to Disney Springs and find a bar you like with live music and sit there but if if you have children go over to uh go over to the, go over to the void i mean i think that's a really really fun experience.
0: No, and, and and I can't I can't agree with that more. Uh, if it's if it's you and your significant other, find a bar. There's there's enough bars at, at Disney Springs. There's enough restaurants at Disney Springs. Hell, there's lounges at every Disney park. And we didn't we didn't really talk about them, but you know, just from personal experience, I spent a couple of hours at the Nomad Lounge at uh, Tiffins at, at Animal Kingdom. I, I'm pretty sure that every other Disney Park. I know Hollywood Studios does. I know Epcot does. Magic Kingdom may be the maybe the sole one out here because, you know, they, they don't serve alcohol outside of the restaurants. But every other park has some kind of lounge that you, you know, if you're looking to kill an hour, probably a good place to do it. Now you're gonna be competing with how many other people to, to get a to get a seat at the bar at these at these bars or lounges or whatever. But
1: the thing about Disney Springs is there's enough places for people to go. I mean, you're, you're not anytime you go to Disney Springs, you're not going to fill up. I mean, Pete and I have been booking Disney uh, diner, uh, we're, we're eating dinner there, right? And we have not had much trouble getting the reservations we wanted. even at the top restaurants for, for an example, you know, Enzo's Hideaway or Edison, for the most part, we've, we've landed what we wanted.
0: So So let me ask you this question because I, I think this is really pertinent to what we're talking about. So you're down at Disney World. You've you've booked a trip. You're there for four days or whatever. You have planned to go to a theme park. Forecast is calling for rain all day long. Before you even get to the theme park, what what's your game plan for that day? I mean, do you do you go to the theme park? Does it depend? Do you do something else? Yeah, I mean, I'm, what's, I'm not, what's the I'm game not skipping
1: the theme park. I, if we're gonna go that route, I am. I'm going. Hopefully, I've already bought the poncho prior. You know, I'm thinking. I I would hope my theme park of the day would be Magic Kingdom when the rain's coming. But if it's Epcot, I'm really focusing on Mission Space, Soarin', and Frozen. I mean, those are my three attractions. I know I can get.
0: And this this might change depending on what theme park you're planning on going to it that does. day.
1: How many how many does.
0: days you know how many days you're planning on being at Mag- at, at Disney World? Because if I'm down there for a ten day trip and it's going to rain one of those days. Like that changes my plans for that day. Versus, okay, I'm only down here for three days or four days or, or whatever.
1: I agree. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're down there for a ten day trip, and I'm assuming a ten day trip, you're going to have park hopper. You may even have the water park access. I am, as a parent, trying to put the water park on the rainy day because. And that's perfect world, but I mean, worst case scenario, man, I'm I'm still going. I'm going to the park. I'm trying to I'm trying to navigate the park.
0: I, I think I think you're I think you're right there. If if you're in a position where you're going down, you have one day in every park, and and, and I actually had a, a friend who recently went down and met their Magic Kingdom day. It monsooned, and I saw pictures, and I have never seen this much rain in Central Florida before in my life. I mean, more more rain than I've ever seen in my life so it monsooned and and it killed their magic kingdom day so what they did he actually decided to go ahead and book the uh the guided disney vip tour which although expensive got him everything that they would have done at the park that day
1: so that's that's a good problem to have i mean if if i had that much money i would do the same thing but i mean aside from that As you asked, I mean, I'm rolling with the park. I mean, I'm going at the parks. I'm trying. Yeah,
0: but they, I mean, they were down there for a couple of days. You know, they didn't, they only had one day at each park. So it wasn't like they could make
1: it up another day. I mean, at that point you have to do what you have to do. I mean, that'd be like, it's like when you, you know, and you'll get to Disney and you're going to realize you're going to spend X amount of money. And, you know, I'll give you an example. Our last Disney trip, you can't always pick the right answer. You know, Pete was in Animal Kingdom when it was not a good day to be there. And he bit the bullet. And he and our other buddy paid to have a park hopper and come to Magic Kingdom. I mean, that, that is what it is. And
0: it, I guess it kind of depends on how often you go to Disney. Like, if so, so we're going in a couple of weeks to Disney World. If it were to rain all day, one of the one of the days that we were supposed to go to the parks, I'd be perfectly okay spending it hanging out at a resort or or resort hopping. Like, it wouldn't bother me to miss a park that much. I mean, it would hurt because I've, I've already bought a ticket. But it wouldn't kill me to not go to the park that day because I've I've been to the parks, right? So if this is kind of your once in a lifetime trip, I'm I'm on the same boat as as you are. I'm I'm going to the to the park. I'm gonna hit up everything I can in the rain. But like if if I'm in our situation where we're going down a random weekend in June and it's it rains one day, I don't know. We I might be okay just resort hopping or going to Disney Springs for the day.
1: Yeah, I mean I I think. You know, and that's one thing my wife and I have realized with our annual passes, we're going to be a little more chill as we approach the parks. But if I had two days there and it's my once in a lifetime trip, I'm fighting my way through the parks. I'm going to find a way to get on the attractions I want to ride and I'm going to do the best I can because, I mean, you can't control weather. And you're
0: going to make sure that you buy a poncho before you get to the
1: parks, right? Amen to that. Amen.
0: Because Matt, Matt and I have bought those $20 Disney ponchos and they're not any better and I'm pretty sure we wore them for about thirty five minutes and threw them Yeah, away. my
1: favorite part about that is you guys waited for like an hour in the UK and then said, All right, we're gonna buy ponchos and battle through the elements and right as they bought their ponchos and put them. Literally
0: on, ten minutes ten minutes after five minutes after we bought back to the North rain North. stopped. Yeah. So then we had basically plastic sheeting wrapped around us in the ninety degree weather with ninety-nine percent humidity. It was, yeah, it was it was fantastic. So any anything else? You can do in the rain. I mean,
1: that's all I have. I mean, that, that's about what sums it up for me. And again,
0: we, we talked about it. Everybody else is going to be doing stores and restaurants. But if that's all you got, that's all you got. So there's a reason that everybody does stores and restaurants in the rain.
1: Yeah, and hopefully our episode has given you some other ideas. I mean, we mentioned resorts. Uh, we, we mentioned water parks. We mentioned taking a nap. We mentioned a monorail ride, visiting the spa you know, certain attractions you should hit. I mean, I, I think we I think we gave you some tips to how to handle the rain there. All right.
0: Well uh if nothing else, secret and trivia question. What do we got this week, Tom?
1: Yeah, so secret of the week is did you know Pirates of the Caribbean was almost a wax museum? So prior to
0: a, a walk a walkthrough wax yes, museum. A walk-through
1: right? wax museum. Prior to Pirates of the Caribbean being what it is today, it was going to be a wax museum. Today it's obviously a boat ride that we all love and enjoy, and it's one of the most famous rides at Disney World. But Walt's original idea was to have this as a walkthrough wax museum, as well as the Haunted Mansion. But as he kind of developed his ideas, he realized these should be, you know, an attraction with a ride, whether it's a doom buggy or it's a boat you go in. So fortunately, we landed the Pirates the Caribbean that we have today because I cannot imagine this being a wax museum. What actually prompted this to be a ride was It's a Small World success. You know, people enjoyed the idea of a boat ride through It's a Small World, and Walt decided to pivot and make Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion both, uh, an attraction that you actually ride on. So kind of a cool Disney historical fact there. But going to the trivia question from last week, I asked you, what attraction in Disney World that is still there today was originally planned to have real animals in it? Pete asked me the question, is it in the Magic Kingdom? And I decided to not give a hint. Yes, it is in Magic Kingdom.
0: Is, can I can I guess? Is it the Jungle Cruise?
1: It is. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so Walt's original idea was to have real animals here. Obviously, they are not real, and they went away from that. There are, but I think Walt would be very happy to see Kilimanjaro Safaris to have the real animals. But it wasn't feasible to have those on the Jungle Cruise. I mean, you needed way more space, and the Jungle Cruise has the animals right there in your face. You cannot guarantee that if they're real animals there. So. Uh, thank you for all the guesses. You guys did a very good job picking this, and Pete was right. He gave you a hint without giving you a hint. Well,
0: and I, you know you've got all those scenes like the rhinos chasing the guys up up the pole, the the gorillas, and like you couldn't have that with real animals.
1: Agree. I totally agree. The, and, the and giant that, the inter-
0: part, apparently man. interactive tarantula in the cave.
1: A very interactive tarantula there. But going to the trivia question for this week: the great movie ride. Host or tour guide said, ready when you are, blank to a set of initials when the ride would begin. What initials did he say, he or she say, rather, and who are they meant to represent? Again, you can uh, tweet us at men do www podcast or email us at men do w at gmail.com with your guests. The question is the Great Movie Ride, Pete's favorite, uh, the, the host or tour guide of your Great Movie Ride said, ready when you are blank to a set of initials when the ride would begin. What initials did he or she say and who are they meant to represent?
0: I, I really appreciate you throwing the Great Movie Ride in there. I didn't I don't think I mentioned it this episode at all.
1: I don't think either of us did. So, I mean, it it was a good uh, ending to the episode.
0: Well, thank you. Gone,
1: but not forgotten. Right. Yeah, pretty gone and pretty forgotten. But I
0: hope Mickey's Toontown Railroad or whatever the hell it's called falls flat on its face. All right. Well, anything else for this week? No, I'm good. All right. Well, hopefully Matt will join us next week, but that's all we've got for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at wdw Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at MenduWDW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have your time. We'll see you next week.